Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. A supposedly meaningless game. Number 159 of the season for the Red Sox, but it had a sexy little turn at the end. A referendum on unwritten rules as Mike Miner does get his 200 strike out of the year. But unless he has a million dollar incentive clause for such a thing, what the hell? The Rangers pushed him through eight and two thirds innings until finally on pitch number 126, He got that strikeout on a bad call from C.B. Buckner, big surprise, and after an intentionally dropped pop fly to set it up. Is this the big leagues, or is it the uh, minors? See what I did there? Integrity of the game discussions underway. We'll jump in next. This is Sox Daily. It's your Daily Sox podcast. It's your Daily Sox podcast. It's where you're going to find out what the Sox are doing. Fourteen wins, two hundred strikeouts now for Mike Miner of the Rangers. But Mike, you are awarded no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Josh Lewin with you, and some would say that was a bush league thing as the Rangers and Red Sox played for the last time ever at Globe Life Park. Uh, the vibe from Alex Cora and his death stare across the field as the shenanigans unspooled in the ninth inning told you what he thought about it. So, busy podcast here. This is the last one of the regular season. There is no postseason, and uh, we're very sorry about that. But uh, with the uh, the weekend on approach, a quick reminder, you've got three chances to go see the Red Sox before the season's officially over. Nate Evaldi and Joel Chassin, and finally Eddie Rodriguez on the mound at Fenway. Eddie with a chance to get that 20th win. And the Red Sox are you know, maneuvering to get him that, and I guess you can make the case that, okay, that's all the Rangers were doing. They were maneuvering to get Mike Miner the 200th strikeout. They got him 200 innings easily. He only needed one out for that. But they, they needed to get him nine strikeouts to get to 200 of those. Lance Lynn is already a 200-200 guy on the Texas Rangers. They had one year of twin 200-200s. That was good New Englander Bobby Witt with one of them. Nolan Ryan, who was certainly not from New England, was the other back in 1990. So it's a nice milestone. It's not a super important milestone. I mean, I, I don't think on your epitaph when you're dead, it's here lies the guy that once had a 200 strikeout season. But they really wanted that 200 strikeout. And uh, karma-wise, I mean, I guess you can make the case that, look, if the Red Sox have 18 men in their bullpen, if Alex Cora is going to run out a lineup out there with a negative war, you get whatever comes your way. But uh, personally, I didn't think it was good sportsmanship letting the, the pop-up drop to continue the at-bat. And I had a little bit of that in my last go-around with the Mets, by the way. David Wright was closing out his career. Everybody knew it was his last at-bat ever. He popped up to first base in foul ground. And this first baseman from Miami, Pete O'Brien, actually caught the baseball because it's a baseball game. 
and you play to win the game, as a famous coach once said. But, boy, Pete O'Brien became public enemy number one in New York because he was supposed to drop the ball and let David Wright have another shot. Well, everybody after the game said, no, 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 you don't do that. I mean, we, we, we don't mess around. You, you don't push the, the little piece on the, on the Ouija board to, to where you want it to go. These things have to happen organically. Well, there was nothing organic about the way this thing ended. And by the way, a 7-5 win for Texas, if you care about that. Save the date. May 1st at Fenway is the next Rangers-Red Sox meeting. And Alex Cora, who you'll hear from in a bit, uh, he, he might remember what happened. Do you remember the 26th night of September or, or something along those lines? So uh, the Red Sox held almost everybody of any importance out of their lineup. Their top four wins above replacement guys, all not playing. Mookie who actually leads in war, not Xander Bogarts, not Rafael Devers. It's Mookie with a 6.5. Xander's got a 6.4. And Devers, because of defense, giving you minus points, I guess, he's only at 5.5 wins above replacement value. The fourth best on the list, Christian Vasquez. He was officially the third worst player in all of baseball last year in OPS. This year, he is fourth best on the Red Sox. But you look at the guys that actually did play in this game. J.D. Martinez with a war of three. Uh, he was the best that the, the Red Sox ran out there. Andrew Benintendi, who left early anyway because he fouled the ball off his foot. He's a two. Jackie Bradley Jr. is a one and a half. Everybody else in the lineup was a negative. Uh, Sandy Leon and Chris Owings. Gorky's Hernandez has quickly already been a minus 0.6. He's only been here three weeks. Sam Travis is a minus for the year. Marco Hernandez is a net neutral and he actually got the scoring going, a bunt single. I'd love to see more of that next year. And it ended up being a three-run inning, a three-run top of the fourth. Gorky's Hernandez actually had an RBI double in that inning. His first hit off a lefty in the big leagues all year in 21 tries. Jackie Bradley Jr. hustled out an infield hit. That led to another run. But then on a bullpen day, things started to get away. Brian Johnson was just okay. Mike Schworn was really pretty bad. It took him 20 minutes to face six batters. Yeah. And one of those batters hit a grand slam. Danny Santana became Slamtana as he took one off the facing of the second deck. And that catapulted Texas into a 5-3 lead. Rangers would come back and tie it. They were first pitch swinging all the way from the seventh inning on. Jackie Bradley Jr. hit number 21. Chris Owings at the bottom of the order parked one. Pretty long one, too. So that tied it at five. But in the bottom of the seventh, Willie Calhoun hit his 21st. Then Rugnet Odor hit one. Uh, you know, a pretty decent ways, 398, but I'm sorry. Again, I don't mean to be the baseball police here, but you got to hit one that goes at least 400 if you're going to stand there and admire it for a long time. And that was another thing that maybe the, the Red Sox were doing a slow burn about. Nothing slow about the top of the eighth. Three pitches for three outs. And it was almost like this little chess game, weird, insignificant chess game. If Miner was going to be left out there trying for one more strikeout, did the Red Sox start this? by swinging at first pitches and enabling him to not be able to go deep in counts and get what he wanted. Well, finally, in the ninth inning, <laughs> the very first pitch of the inning was a looping 60-mile-an-hour curveball about eight feet in front of the plate to Sandy Leon. It was almost like, hey, hit that, big guy. Sandy eventually popped out. And then Chris Owings up, and that's when it all got weird, when Guzman let the pop-up drop. And then complicit in this whole thing, C.B. Buckner, because he's the umpire that, on a one-and-two count, rang up a pitch that was two inches high, two inches outside, called it strike three. Miner immediately came out of the game at that point at 126 pitches, second-most pitches in the majors all year. 
Mike Fires back in May had a 131. But this thing just stank, you know, uh, and I know Rangers fans will say, what? It's no big deal. But if indeed you're supposed to play to win, that was pretty bush. And Alex Cora was asked about it certainly after the game. Um, I don't know. I, I just, I'm just happy our guys are playing the game the right way. We're playing hard till the end. Uh, you saw the effort, and that's what it's all about, you know. Um, we had a goal set in mind. It didn't happen. It's been, you know, two weeks that we've been eliminated, but, you know, we, we've been going, uh, you know, going at it the, the right way. And uh, that's all I ask, you know. It does, I, you know, I don't manage the Rangers, so um, that's, that's a question for, for Woody over there, and um, he probably has the right answer. Nice to see Chris and Gorky have good games today. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, Chris, the last few, you know, he's making contact going the other way. Um, you know, he's been playing good defense. Uh, Gorky's, um, you know, the first game here, he makes two, two great plays in right field, puts on good swings on all speed pitches, and, uh, you know, they're doing a good job for us. You talk about not stat chasing all the time and, you know, kind of just playing within the flow of the game. But just for your players, how good is it just to see them, you know, playing within the flow of the game? and just? No, they're doing a good job. You know, I, I think, um, you know, Obviously, we know what's going on on Sunday, and uh, you know the other day, you know we we gave that guy one one out, but actually he's been our you know our best pitcher, you know. So we didn't go to bullpen because yeah, we're trying to give him you know five innings, but at the same time, he was our best pitcher in that situation. So um, that's good to see. Um, you know we did some things good today. Um, Webby today, you know two bad pitches, a hanging changeup, and the fastball up to a door. But besides that, you know it was it was. A positive day for us. How about Sandy at first? Um, a lot of people banged up right now. Uh, tough conditions, and uh, you know he was a third baseman, I think, when he signed. So uh, it was able to put him a, thir a third and put uh, Brock at first, and uh, um, you know he made a nice play. He's okay. Those two, I mean, those two guys, even even Santana, you know, they have good hands, good footwork. They're just a little bit slower than our infielders, but when they take ground balls, you know, they they they're good. They got they're, they they have good instincts. So I didn't hesitate. How has Ben attending? Benny banged up. I mean, he fouled off of his uh, right calf. Um, he'll get treatment tomorrow. Uh, he's he's hurting. Uh, you know, nothing serious, whatever. But he, he was in a tough spot, so we decided to take him out. What do you, what do you think of uh, Travis? He was good. Uh, good cutter, good changeup. Um, you know, he's done a good job as, as an opener for us. Um, for him to go two innings, it was good. Good fastball up. Uh, we've seen a lot of positives on, on him uh, since he, he got called up. Uh, his fastball is playing up in the zone. He's been able to use his changeup too, so uh, it was a good one A good one for him. How important will it be just for him going into the offseason? Yeah, I mean, uh, we're going to talk to him over, over the course of the weekend, and uh, there were some strides, you know, from early on. You know, he, he's making some progress. And uh, this is a, a guy we like, you know, the velocity, the action of his pitches. Um, like everybody else, you know, um, you know, this is going to be a different offseason for, for all of us. And we're going to attack it the right way. And uh, he's one of those guys that, you know, I think he can contribute next year. You guys got to minor a little bit. You know, what are you thinking of him kind of almost going nine on a, on a um, he was good. All right, there's the manager as the Red Sox dropped to 83 and 76 and heading home to play Baltimore now. I think 86 and 76 sounds like a pretty good final record to me. Problem is they got Asher Wojciechowski on the mound on Friday. And if there's one game in particular that kind of defines how disappointing 2019 was, it was the Asher Wojciechowski game. Took a no-hitter into the seventh and did so with an ERA of 10 at the time. 
Rafael Devers broke it up with a double high up on the wall. But it will be Wojciechowski on the mound. And Rick Porcello is done for the year unless he gets a cameo Saturday or Sunday. Uh, everybody looking at Eduardo Rodriguez, obviously, now. But Porcello, I thought you'd like to hear this. Talk to the media after the game on Wednesday night, knowing full well this could be it. His final game, his final inning, his final time as a Boston Red Sox. No, you know, again, like I said, I don't you know, get too emotional and close the door on anything. Who knows what's going to happen in the offseason. But, uh, you know, from the bottom of my heart, it's been an absolute pleasure to, to wear this uniform and pitch for the Red Sox organization the last five years for Mr. Henry and Mr. Warner and um, all these guys, our coaching staff, all these players. It's, uh, it's as good of a group as you're going to find. I know this year hasn't worked out the way we wanted to, but uh, it doesn't take away from, you know, the special human beings we have in this clubhouse and that's really uh for me sitting there and just soaking that in um was was nice obviously you know some ups and downs but you know how much pride to be taking just in kind of dependability i mean you had that one short dl stint but you pretty much made every start for, for five years yeah i took a lot of pride in it <laughs> body hurts <laughs> um yeah it's not it's not easy to do um so definitely take a lot of pride in that and you know, we got a lot of guys that go out there and play every day as position players and things like that. And, uh, you know, I feel like that's that's the one responsibility and, and thing that I can control as a starter is preparation and put myself in a position to take the ball every fifth day. And, you know, outside of some of the some of the tough results or some of the good results, that was definitely something that I can hang my hat on, you know, since since I've been pitching here for the Red Sox. Well, as you know, it was not a good year for Rick Porcello. 5.52 ERA. Evaldi's got a 6.03. Sale ended the year with a losing record, of course. And David Price, same story. His wrist surgery went fine, by the way, if you're wondering. 4.28 ERA for David. Only seven wins. Eddie Rodriguez is saving grace. But the pitching was the biggest culprit. The bullpen blew a few good starts. And that made for the bullpen just being pulled very Uh, beyond recognition. I get that. 29 blown saves are tied for the second worst total in baseball, but right up there with wild card contenders, Oakland and Tampa Bay. Houston's got about that many too. A lot of things done wrong by the Red Sox this year. I get it. You don't just point the finger at the rotation, but I do think that's where you start. So as we end, and a lot of big questions here, like will this podcast continue? I'd like it to personally, and I'm trying to work that out. Uh, please stay tuned, because I hope this isn't the end of the road. This has been a really fun project. What about Mookie Betts? That's another big question, obviously. And the bar is so high for Mookie that even a great year like this one, where he could end up with 30 homers, 40 doubles, he's going to probably be a little short of uh, 300 batting average, a little short of 140 runs. But it's a, a wonderful season, and it feels like a letdown, because he was an MVP last year. Rafael Devers... Well, you you did it, kid. You totally broke out. 32 home runs at this taping, 115 runs batted in. Xander Bogarts at 32 slash 113, and 50-plus doubles just like Rafi. He's a cornerstone of the clubhouse, signed to a team-friendly six-year deal, and that's a great thing that he's in the fold for a long time. J.D. Martinez, we don't know. Uh, He's had a 987 OPS in two seasons with the Sox, and really... Uh, has made a big difference. Uh, you know, I know it was Jack Clark years ago that was kind of that that renegade uh, free agent hitter came in, just wanted to hit. J.D. Martinez had a lot better attitude, and I personally hope the Red Sox will keep him around. It was a down year for Benintendi, way too many strikeouts. Everybody was hoping he'd be the next Fred Lynn or next Yaz. Now we're just kind of hoping for Mike Greenwell at this point. 
Christian Vasquez, amazing season. Three home runs all last year. Right now it's 23 this year. Jackie Bradley Jr. still plays an amazing center field, but did not have a great year at the plate. Brock Holt, where are you going? You're going to come back. Jimmy Fun needs you. And uh, obviously is uh, just a pillar of the community. I think that carries some weight. But Marco Hernandez will be a much cheaper option, although a 455 OPS in the second half doesn't really help his cause. Mitch Moreland could be moving on. Steve Pierce was supposed to platoon with him this year. We got one home run out of Steve Pierce all year, but Mitch Moreland closing in on 20. And as for the, uh, the pitching, I know it's a podcast, so we can go on and on and on if we want to, but I just don't feel like talking much about the pitching because it's depressing. Nate Evaldi uh, gave up a home run to Mike Yastrzemski that kind of warmed everybody's cockles for a while. Nothing worse than cold cockles, I've, I've often said, but Nate only had two wins all year. Price, even before the cyst on the wrist, he got into it with Eck again, just not a great season. And Chris Sale had given up seven runs in three innings opening day to set a very unfortunate tone. I will close with this. The bullpen ended up finding some fun things with Brandon Workman. Imagine where they'd be without Brandon Workman. The 170 slugging percentage against him could be a modern major league record if he's able to take care of that. Uh, Marcus Walden had a breakthrough. He had some Joe Kelly-like inconsistencies to his game, but Overall, very good work. Josh Taylor was uh, certainly a find. Darwin's and Hernandez, of course. Bad year for Brian Johnson. Bad year for Hector Velasquez. These things happen. But overall, I'm not going to blame the bullpen this year. If there's blame, it's the rotation. And I like the fact that we found out some things about some guys that look like linchpins heading into 2020. All right, I'm going to take a breath. Go get some allergy medicine, too. I need it. I do not recommend coming to Texas in September if you have allergy issues. But anyway, the podcast project, I've had a blast doing it, guys. And uh, if you want to give it one last good review, maybe that kind of kicks people towards wanting to to do it again in 2020. I sure would love to. Go to iTunes and give it the old five-star Uber rating. That's very cool of you to do. And don't be a stranger. I live on Twitter. I'm at Josh Lewin Stuff. Josh Lewin L-E-W-I-N, stuff, and it's all smashed into one weird word there. But uh, please do, give me some ideas and stay in touch. We can talk Red Sox during the offseason. It really has been a pleasure. I've loved working with Joe Castiglione and getting to know all these other million broadcasters. And uh, this podcast has certainly been a a kind of an energy boost and a sanity saver sometimes. So uh, good stuff all the way around, guys. Appreciate you being there right to the very end. It ends, unfortunately... On the road this year, anyway, with a loss to Texas and some weird drama coming out of it. But back home now, three at Fenway, and I I hope you'll be listening in on the Red Sox Radio Network. One last time, at least for now, this is Josh Lewin. It is Sox Daily. Bye-bye. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.